welcome to the Deuce Podcast. I'm Brad. And I'm Jeremy. And Jeremy, we're doing episode 125 today. We decided it is close around New Year's Eve. So we thought we'd do um, the sequel to the Poseidon Adventure from 1972 Poseidon Adventure. Um, the sequel, yes, there is one. Didn't know there was until a couple years ago when we started this podcast and we were looking at sequels. Did you know that there was? I didn't until we started looking yeah. it up. Uh, it's called Beyond the Poseidon Adventure. Indeed. Which you figured Beyond would just be something beside the Poseidon Adventure, not necessarily the Poseidon. Right. But we're headed back in there, baby. Yeah, let's do it. Headed back in the belly. <laughs> back in the boat. Back in the boat. Everybody this back in the time, boat. This time, 1979, directed by um, Erwin Allen, who directed, who well, produced a bunch of those. Produced the original Poseidon Adventure. Yeah. Produced The Towering Inferno, which is an amazing disaster movie <laughs> in itself. This, uh, not so much amazing disaster movie. This was towards the end of the de- disaster genre, you would say. Yeah. Uh, we were kind of yeah. waning off of the airport movies and, and stuff like that. And he just kept going full bore with mm-hmm. them, too. Yeah. And, like, it was, there's a, a genre of these where it's, like, a bunch of big-name actors yeah. and a disaster. And some of them are really weak. Like, some of them are... Like the disaster barely happens or it like oh, just got okay. so formulaic yeah. and cheap that it was kind of pointless. And uh, he was definitely, mm-hmm. he was riding that wave and he rode it like straight into the ground. Yeah. And um, <laughs> with the help of the actors, uh, I, I would would say our main actor is uh, Michael Caine. Oh, and the whole thing is star-studded. Oh, it's star-studded, but let's say Michael Caine is our lead. Yes. He plays our Gene, Gene Hackman kind of character. Yes. You would say. Uh, Sally Field, mm-hmm. she's in here. Carl Malden. There are a salvage team at the beginning of the movie that uh, comes along the wreckage of the Poseidon Adventure or the Poseidon. Yes, not the Poseidon Adventure. It's not like <laughs> it's not like the ship was called the Poseidon Adventure. <laughs> the, the, but the, the ride on going into the, the, the Dionysus party is is the adventure of trying to get out of the Poseidon Adventure. This movie also stars <laughs> Peter Boyle. What's that? You're like, it's I'm trying to get out of. I'm trying to get out of. Peter Boyle, Jack Warden, <laughs> Shirley Knight, uh, Victoria Hamill, Tully Savalas, uh, Shirley Jones, Slim Pickens, Mark Harmon. This is star-studded. Mark, Mark Harmon isn't even credited because he's not he was, even, he's he not was even baby Mark Harmon at that point. He, he is an, an elevator operator. I didn't know he was an elevator operator. Did you? In the movie? Yeah. No. Yeah, his character, it says elevator operator Larry Simpson. Oh. I just thought he just was a kind person that was helping uh, the girl from Lost in Space, Penny from Lost in Space. No. Yeah. Well, there you go. (laughs) Uh, Like I said, this this movie you can stream if you want, uh, $2.99. And it is from 1979. We do have some information about this movie, don't we, Jeremy? This movie um, was a failure. I mean, there's yeah, a this, lot. This thing was there's a lot that came from it. Um, the original uh, thought or idea of um, a sequel came from uh, Irvin Allen himself in 1973. He actually wanted uh, the survivors of the Poseidon to be uh, headed in a train to like I don't can't remember where, and then yeah. um, like an avalanche would happen, and then the train would get buried by the avalanche. And they had to get out of the train. So kind of like, oh, great, here we are again kind of thing. 
Um, well, they and they abandoned that. They abandoned they, that, but they, they saved the premise. They saved the premise. They became a Sylvester Stallone movie, right? Yeah, Daylight. Daylight. Yes. Yep. So they they basically were like, well, hey, we have this whole premise behind mm-hmm. this, like we could use it, and so they they held on to it all that time. Yeah, might as well, right? Might as well do that. Um, there were some other uh, interesting premises of what the sequel wanted to be. Uh, yeah. Wasn't I, there at one point, there was a lot of script changes that were happening during this movie. Script, you could totally tell. Yeah. No, the, the tone changes like throughout the movie yes. or like certain things. It's just like, wait, what's happening? But they said that like almost every day they would get new pages for the script yeah. that were like suddenly everything was just changing Yeah, and they'd have to learn what was going on real fast. Like, great. Um, and, but like they at one time it, they wanted a, like a live tiger. Yeah, loose. at one point there was going to be a tiger. What roaming the ship? What? Um, just loose, <laughs> which makes total sense. Did they say something about a volcano? How are you going to get a volcano in there? No, it was going to be uh, an underwater volcano that oh, was that happened. That was going started. to have an underwater eruption that would have taken out the boat. Whatever. Again, it's just this movie just keeps going and going. Um, it's how do you how to describe this movie is very um ridiculous. This yeah. movie is very ridiculous. You would say. Um. Yes. It <clears throat> is. Another premise was that they actually wanted um, uh, Gene Hackman to return. Now Gene Hackman's dead. Okay, yes. so it's Gene Hackman's twin brother, like flying a helicopter trying to save his brother yes. from you know, and, and then coming to. Terms with it, his brother's dad. I don't know what else that would, would going be in there and like. trying to see if he can save him and end up ending up saving other people. Correct. Gene Siskel. Um, well, just, hold on. They, okay, they didn't scrap that plot. Oh, they didn't. No, not tire. Not entirely. They decided to use it later for City Slickers to the Legend of Curly's Gold. <laughs> I thought you were going to say uh, not uh, Crimson Tide. I don't know why. No, Gene Hackman. No, um, <laughs> the. Uh, um, <laughs> Did you know that uh, Gene, Gene uh, Siskel, what is Siskel and Ebert, Gene Siskel, um, said that at the end of the movie, at the end of the first movie, you should have like had where there was a big explosion that tilted the ship all the way back so they couldn't get out. So then they had to redo the whole, they had to go up the whole ship. At the yeah. end of the movie, it was just like a fucking failure. And they just like, and then like the ship turns back around. And then at one point it points upwards and flies yeah. to the moon. And fly, I'm like, what the hell? Like, how is that even possible? <laughs> but I would have actually taken that over this film. <laughs> ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Uh, but you know what, though? Like, sometimes these movies suffer from that. Think about um, Westworld. Oh, very much so. Westworld 2? No, well, so Westworld. Oh, okay. Very, like, you knew what the storyline was. Robots went awry and all of this. When Future World comes out, the plot was so dramatically different. Oh, yeah. And I think that's why people have a problem with it is because it's like, well, this was strayed far from what the formula was. You know, it was no longer about just the, the you know, man in black coming around. It was uh, a whole, like, government But don't you feel like this movie thing. they were trying to, like, hit gold again? Like, they were just like, let's try to do the same thing, but let's throw like, everything at the wall. It really wasn't like a disaster movie. Not really. It started out like one. And this is where I think it got weird for me, and I could just tell this was some sort of a script change. Like, <laughs> it is, I'm sorry, I think it was. 
It it well maybe we should get to that mm. when we get through. We that. probably should, but do we have a plot synopsis? I do have a plot synopsis. Mm. So let me get back here. Okay. After the Poseidon adventure, in which the ship got flipped over by a tidal wave, the ship drifts bottom up in the sea. Which of us haven't? Uh, while there are passengers still on board waiting to be rescued, two rivaling salvage parties enter the ship on search for money, gold, and a small amount of plutonium. Plutonium. <laughs> Spoilers. Yeah. Spoilers. Well, because Tell us of all this is the other salvage. Well, well that's we, not what he we, comes in as. Though. Right, no. He comes in, we think he's... This, uh, is, this is why I think this was all over the board. I think so, too, because he comes in as, as like, uh, the Red Cross. Yeah. Right? Yes. Like a suave, like, Red Cross kind yes. of person. We're on a boat. They even have, like, a fucking uh, flag. Yeah. I mean, they're all going out for this. Yes. This scam. Yeah. So, so that's why I'm like... Mm. And also, it was like, he's just kind of playing coy, I guess. You know, he's but not it really didn't like, feel like that. Like, I've seen him play, like, I'm the bad guy's pretending to be good. Right. Like, you've seen him do that before. And that's not how he was playing no, it. No, that's not how he was playing it. And then he all. traded it at one point. It's like, well, well I figured they, they were like, well, we don't know what to do with Telly Zavala's now. He just went off on his own. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, I. To go. But here's like, but here's where I knew that, like, they didn't know what to do with him because he was there to rescue people, I guess. Right? Yeah. But the other salvage people were actually doing more of the rescuing. And throughout the whole movie, we kept bringing more and more people on. Yeah. Right? To in these, like, in, I'm sorry, these sound stages have to be, like, smaller than a thimble. They are super cramped and super small. Yeah. And then you put a big, huge cast like that, it doesn't work. It feels very claustrophobic. Yeah. At least for me, it does. Um, I mean, don't, don't you think we had too many people on set at one time? Yeah, well, yeah, we did. I mean, but that's how that's how these movies normally go. No, I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong. The first movie had a lot of people, but this is a lot. This is tons. We kept picking up people as we were coming around. Slim Pickens comes around the corner. I was like, "Hey guys, how's it going?" Yeah, no, just some of out of the blue, goofy, out yeah. of the blue, Slim Pickens just shows up. Well, yeah, as he, which is as as, as Slim Pickens does, as Slim Pickens does. Um, so like this movie too. I mean, it should have been, it probably should have been a sign. So, like, Burt Reynolds uh, passed on down. Right. After, now, most of these are after reading the script. Right. He read the script and was like, no. Clint Eastwood, Clint Eastwood turned it down. Yeah. Uh, John Wayne turned it down. Like, <laughs> there was uh, so Wayne. many of these. I'm thinking John Wayne at that time was really old, wasn't he? 77? Yeah, he probably would have been the older was pretty, characters. But. He was waning on his on his age. So. Um, <coughs> Michael Caine and Sally Field have had both. They were earlier in their career. Fairly. Yeah, well, they both. Yeah. I mean, early-ish, You know, uh, they weren't Oscar win- award winners yet, but um, they, they both admitted the fact they were like, uh, "This was like our least favorite of our movies," and uh, both of them have admitted that it was mainly for the paycheck. Well, there you go. And I'm sorry, I don't know what Boniva commercials are. Sally Field, are well, those for the paycheck now. too? It's different now. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I don't know what season four of uh, Brothers and Sisters was Sally Field, but I feel like that was a paycheck too. Weak right. season, weak season. Go back, folks. Go back. Don't, don't. To, to Brothers I never and Sisters. 
Right. You have to start off at season one. Right. That. That's what I'm saying. No. I don't even know if that's streaming anywhere. It's a I good question. I barely know it's a show. Uh, it is a show. It's how it I feels. F- I don't, only because I've heard you say it before. It was kind of like her comeback. That's how I feel. Anyway, um, okay. I kind of want to talk about, like, this This is hard to talk about because there's a lot going on yeah. to where, like, if you if you went plot by plot, I think you would get confused yeah. about, like, where it goes. I kind of just want to talk about certain scenes and certain actors yeah. in it. Do you know what I mean? Um, for instance, Michael Caine. How do we feel about Michael Caine? Um, Michael it, Caine's probably the strongest part in this movie. Well, okay, so when the movie starts... Michael Caine is the gruff kind of like bastard character and he would be that character who I think he they originally wrote him to be tough like the entirety of the the way through. I feel like that too. I feel like he's supposed to be the bad guy. And yes, I think he was supposed to be the bad guy. Uh not really like he was supposed to be the tough guy and mm. I think that like when when uh I think Sally Field was the bad guy. Honestly, because she mm-hmm. kind of has mis- she came out of nowhere. She came out she, of nowhere. Mm-hmm. She was supposed to be the bad guy. I think so. And they're like, I don't know what to do with you. Yeah. Well, so so Sally Field has shown up on the tugboat <coughs> that Michael Caine, the Jenny, the Jenny, the Jenny Jenny that <laughs> Michael Caine runs, uh, and Carl Malden is his is his first mate, <coughs> and then uh, Carl Malden brings on Sally Field. Um, Celeste, who just kind of like bumps into him mm-hmm. at a bar, um, but you can tell like she just lies about everything. Like she's, you know, like you don't know much about her. She's lying. She's whatever. And so I feel like she was going to turn on them at some point. Do you think like she was either going to turn on them or she was helping Carl Malden? I don't even think Carl Malden was the bad guy. You you really don't. You think no, Carl Malden was supposed to be like the I think he was Red really Cross. the hospital ship. The hospital ship. Yeah. And I think like, because when he goes down there, he's like. That's what's so confusing about this movie. If, if you it's weren't. so frustrating. If you weren't really some medic or like a doctor, like you say. um, Then like he's checking pulses of people as he goes by. And like, it seems like that would have been a plot point where you would have been like. Hey, aren't you going to check on that person? Yeah, but oh, isn't yeah. he doing that because he's putting on a front for Michael Caine and them? And them. But there's a better way to relate that in the movie, like where he doesn't do it, and then he somebody notices. Fighting about <laughs> like the plot. Um, yeah, but I mean, go to the, then go to the Carl Malden character then because we're talking about it, right? Yeah. There's a point in there because he does turn bad, where you're like, where did that come from? And he's like trying to get plutonium. Oh, the Telly Savalas character. Yeah, I'm sorry, the Telly Savalas yeah. character. Well, we he uh, they get a map and they're like, oh, let's all go together and blah blah blah. And they they basically have to jump across this little chasm to get into the bursar's office to get the jewels and money and whatever. Right, that, that they want. Yeah, and uh, what is it? Uh, Doctor Svevo, the uh, Telly Savalas's character. And his minions are like, well, all of a sudden they're like, we'll turn back. You should go forward. We'll split up and we'll go this way with right. the map. And you're and like, it was like, what? what? Like, it just seemed really weird all of a sudden. Well, there's no reason for that. All to. of a sudden, like his like posturing changed. And so they'll go get the money and they do whatever. Uh, he runs off. And then like <laughs> one of the so they had by this point, they had found uh, 
they had found uh, Peter Boyle. Peter Boyle. And who, uh, who can I say, like, every time he was on screen and wasn't talking, I was like, oh, Ed Asner's in this movie. <laughs> <It's> true. <laughs> uh, Peter Boyle, they find um, Shirley Jones, who's a nurse. Mm-hmm. And then they find, was it uh, Veronica Hamill? Yeah, and that's the good yep. old, yeah, Veronica Hamill. Yeah, and so. Suzanne. Yeah, and so uh, they find them, and they go down there to get money and whatever. And I think while they're on their way there, that's when they run into Slim Pickens. Yes, Slim Pickens. Mark Harmon. Comes around the corner, and then, like, um, Peter Boyle's daughter, along with Mark Harmon. Yeah, played by Angela with, Cartwright, who yeah. is in, from Lost Comes in Comes around the corner conveniently, and he's like, oh, it's my daughter. Yay. Yeah, and Slim the Pickens whole boat, like, she was right, like. There. And Slim Pickens is like, I'm a millionaire. Whoa, look at me. Yeah, I'm a millionaire Texan. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, sure. Who's um, drunk? Who are you? Yeah. Um, but Suzanne doesn't come down. Instead, she leaves. Yeah. And she goes you to. You me like, hello, where'd she go? Yeah. Well, she goes to like a filing cabinet and it's like looking for like. Why? Look for cargo manifests. Right away and finds it right away. Yeah. The first manila envelope. And then she, she like up. she like runs back and she hands it to Telly Savalas and then makes out with him. I know. And we were like, what? And she's like, our plan has worked. Yes. Wait, I'm sorry, what? Our plan has like, worked. Like, you plan okay. to be in the ship that he got says, knocked over by a title? He, he said this. Yeah, because he goes, um, I, I, I didn't work two years for this. I'm like, two years? Did you plan for the ship to go on, like, capsize? A tidal wave. A tidal wave? He I don't a, think he so. He some butterflies flap their wings somewhere. I don't, like, two like, years yeah. in the making of this, I don't think that you can control weather, Tatlisavalis. Maybe you can. I don't know. Yeah, that made no sense. But I, but we never got that explanation. Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to go in there first. It's just that he's a terrorist that wants plutonium. Yeah. <sighs> well, And nobody knows what it is except for her now that she's read it. Right. And she's like, well, but, I'm going to get off here with the rest of the people. Like, right. they're on their way out. I'm going to get out because the boat is going to sink. Right. And he's like, okay, goodbye, my love. And she, like, walks away. And he's like, kill her. No. <laughs> so, like, right kill away, her, she gets her. shot. And, and you're then, like, what the? Yeah. And then, like, the the guy's like, I shot her, but she ran away. <laughs> and so he he's like, we'll go back and kill her. And he's like, all right. And so he runs. She magically has an axe And she has an axe. <laughs> <laughs> that just swings around the corner and kills the guy, it's and then terrible. she eventually dies. Um, Sally Field, uh, her character. Um, I mean, obnoxious, un- obnoxious. I hate her character. Um, you know, she she filled what she was supposed to do. Like this is what she was supposed to do. She was supposed to be annoying. She has a couple of funny lines, but for the most part, she was annoying. Yeah, you could tell she was. Th- there's there's uh. <laughs> There's a tense scene that's supposed to be where they they go through the tunnel in the kitchen. Yeah. And, like, it's supposed to be an emotional scene between her and Michael Caine. Yes. Where she's crying, which is ridiculous because we don't see any fucking tear in her eye. And then he says something, um, and she goes, what? Like, she totally switches. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. She totally switches her emotion. Yeah. And she, I'm like, where were she's, you? She's crying. And by this point. Are you schizo? What's the, By on? this point, he's called her monkey the whole time. Yes, that's true. Because uh, Carl Malden made a reference to. Spider it's better, monkeys. It's better than when I brought a monkey on the ship last time. 
And so she broke something and then he was just like, so he calls her monkey. Yeah. Um, so they get down in here and like, he can't get through this grate and they're trapped. She starts crying. She starts confessing that she's lied about like all these things that she's done. Uh, and screaming, and then he says, "Okay, monkey, don't whatever." And she's like, "Oh yeah, that's what it is." Monkey, I hate when people call me monkey. Yeah, it's like she's like she's so upset. At where that. were you? Where? What did this like emotion just change to? You can tell she's just like, "I'm." Then, I got a film today, and then he's like Celeste, and she's like, "What?" I know. And just like stopped. It was just like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> she like I don't know. It was like she was doing a comedy thing. Oh, I, it was I awful. Seen it. That scene was awful. I turned to you and I laughed because it was so bad. It is bad. It's it's honestly what you do not do when you're acting. Yeah. No, she treated it as... She she saw the movie as a joke and she treated it as such and it comes across in her performance. Oh, it's a paycheck for her. Yeah, very much so. Very much so. She says she doesn't care. Uh, Some of the other characters, uh, for instance, uh, Peter Boyle. Who uh, who I said um, by the way who's I swear wearing the same thing as Ernest Bork and I'm in the first probably movie. well what's the style of the time I guess it was the style of time you got to remember it's, it was New Year New Year's Eve people yeah. were dressed up yeah um like I do I just didn't get enough exposition with these characters to actually fucking care about them yeah I don't know about you well at one point there's this stupid because he changes line. too where I'm just like what there's this stupid line. He um he goes. Uh, Michael Caine's like, well, let's go down into the belly of the boat instead of taking you out. Let's go down because I need these jewels and whatever. Like we can't go back the way we came, so we're gonna have to go down and up and around. And he's like, let's go this way. Peter Boyle's like, well, you know, blah blah blah. Why should I follow you? And he was like, uh, you said you served in the Marines or something like, or you served in the Navy. And he's like, yeah. I was whatever uh, gunnery sergeant or whatever it was. And he goes, then good. You're used to take <laughs> Michael Caine says you're used to taking orders from a captain. Uh, what? That was just like, okay. Okay. Yeah. And so that like established everything. But do you know what I mean? Like is like, but his character, and obviously he's, his character is screaming a lot because he, he's looking for his daughter. Yep. His daughter finally shows up and shows up with Mark Harmon and he's like, leave her alone. Yeah. And at what point Mark Harmon's character is like, do you think we're just going to like do it right here in front of everyone? Yeah. And I'm like, that seems like, why, what? Yeah. Like, don't be doing that. NCIS. Well, it's Mark like, Harmon. But that's what he, like at one point he's like, "Hey, are you okay?" Yeah, and, like, and then, then, then he's like, like "Hey, yeah. are you okay though?" Like, around, ah, him, I hate you. Yeah, I hate you, kid. Like, my little girl. She's my little girl. Well, he saved her life. That and the was whole time, the whole time you're like, you are going to die. Yeah, we know that this character is going to die. Yeah, there's I mean, no point obvious. to like fall for this character. We know he's going to bite it some sometime, and uh, and the scene where he bites it is amazing. Because again, again, well, let's talk about. It just feels like they were handing pages right before it they is. were filming. That's what it was. It was seriously like they were like, "Okay, you're going to open this door up, and then there's going to be a couple, and that yeah. person's going to be blind, and she's yeah. and then she's going to be like, I didn't leave him because he's blind.' Yeah, and I'm like, what? Well, okay, so they the they, whole time? they've gotten jewels. They're walking around. Yeah. And then at one point they they do they open a door. They open a door and there's and a couple there. 
<laughs> played by Jack, Jack Warden, Warden and Shirley, or uh, yeah, Shirley Knight. Shirley Knight, and he's blind. You can tell he's blind because Jack Warden is squinting, squinting, and looking vaguely toward yeah. nothing. And then he puts his glasses on so that you know we don't. Oh, have to keep that's how you know. Charade up, but uh, yeah, it was very. Very Do you know what I mean? Odd, it's like, yes. okay, so, you know, th- this episode, you know, we're going to run into the, these people. Do you know what I mean? It felt like very episodic in a way. Yeah, it was it was odd. <laughs> and then they... But then it was like, okay, they are terrorists. And they're we're going to have a gunfight in the, in the cargo well, bin. Well, he yeah, he's like, uh, he's going through the cargo. They come in there and everybody <laughs> has AR-15s. Yes. And just pulls them on him. There's just like, tons of them that were in there. <laughs> yes. And then... Uh, but then the, then the ship, like, shakes, right? And yeah. everyone goes in, into their opposite directions. And, and, like, and like these boxes fall to separate yes. the bad guys from the good guys. Yeah. Then which, all of a sudden, which they've got cool. guns. Well, right. So I thought, like, hey, this could have been cool if it was, like, a thing where you see stuff falling... And Telly Savalas is just watching Michael Caine through like the debris. Sure. Knowing you couldn't hit him. And it's like, a, oh God, we're, you know, we got to run for it. Yeah. But all of a sudden, Michael Caine and Peter Boyle pull up their AR 15s. Have guns literally too. out of nowhere. And are also just exchanging fire back. They didn't know any of those guns were really even there. No. But magically, they got them back. Yeah. And then. Like, so and all so of a sudden, dumb. Mark Harmon so has one. Oh, Mark Harmon has Harman one, Mark Harmon runs in Cover me. and has an AR-15 again out of nowhere and starts firing back to lay down cover fire for them. And he has, like, he keeps switching out clips. I'm like, where are you getting all the clips from? And well, even yes, later. that's true, too. Where were you getting the clips from? When he runs later, Mark Harmon has, like, a, a thing of, like, four clips. Oh, he does? Yet that he somehow managed to get a hold of. But like survived every time they were, yeah. you know, swimming or doing whatever. I yes. mean, Jesus. Yeah. Jesus so they all have guns all of a sudden. So there's this like massive firefight. They get away. Uh, they manage to like hunker down in a like a, a storage bay. There was a storage bay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it is. So they get down in there. Uh <laughs> and they they have uh I'm trying to think of like okay so it's like the sweet moments so yeah, where like people, all, yeah, all, all like, the characters are talking know, we're gonna to be okay, we're gonna this and this and they said Michael Caine's like we gotta close the door because they could come through there. Right. And so uh mind you, these are like metal bulkheads and there's no ricochets anywhere. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, you're you're in the cargo area yeah. of like a like and a these, ship. These sets are pretty bad. Like you see, there's a couple times where Michael Caine kicks a metal door, and like the whole hallway shakes because it's very clearly plywood. <laughs> um, but it's no, like, like who did your set? The set from the people who did Finders Keepers, the game show on Nickelodeon. Yes, that's what it no, feels like. No, hold on, hold on. Don't no. disparage Finders Keepers. <laughs> uh, no, they. Uh, they they run out there or like they're just like well we got to close the door, and they're covering me Mark Harmon and so like they start <laughs> I hate you out because there. you want to bop my sister or my daughter but yeah. cover me Mark Harmon but they don't like hug the wall and go or anything like that they're just like charge no. like out into the open no and just... uh, so when they go 
And somebody just pops in front of the door and just mows down uh, Peter Boyle. And, of course, he shoots the guy back. So Telly Savalas and his other guy, his last man standing who he has with him, like hunker down around the corner. And uh, he he's like, uh, you know, he, he you know go, doesn't close the door. They just kind of fall back. And Michael Caine is having this moment with <laughs> Peter Boyle out in the open. Right. It's like a... It's okay. You did good. It's okay. You, blah, blah, you blah, sacrificed blah. everything. Yeah, and he's like, "Take care of my daughter. Make sure she gets off the ship." Raymond, holy crap! Make dude. sure she doesn't go to Iowa. She <laughs> goes to New Jersey instead. <laughs> and so it's like this I don't want long, that Mark Harmon guy anywhere near it's, it. It's this long drawn out thing. It's so weird, Raymond. And then like so they're like he's talking to Michael Caine, but doesn't talk to his daughter. Well, eventually he does, and he's like, "Hey, sweetie." <laughs> Bye, sweetie. Bye. Yeah, because you're gonna get you moving to Iowa. <laughs> and so, then, so the door is open the whole time, and Telly Savalas and his minion are like hunkered around the side. Obviously, could have ended this. Yeah, could have ended the whole thing. And no. so Telly Savalas looks and he goes, "Throws hey, a grenade." Hey, in look, there. that window is leaky. Let's throw a grenade in there. That's how it works. So, and then seal the bulkhead, and that way, uh the water will flood them out. Like yeah, will right. just drown them in here. And then they find some other door. Yeah. Well, he, find a car. So he goes, okay, we're going to throw the grenade in there, whatever. And the guy who <laughs> I seriously think it was a goof. Oh. I I am not 100% certain, but I'm pretty sure it was just by the basis of how it was delivered. The guy pulls the pin. And when he does that, like he lets go in the whole like apparatus comes so now the grenade is live and telly savalas was like mid-line about throwing it and you hear him like stop and go well throw it <laughs> so i kind of think that the guy lost the handle and telly savalas is like just do it just, do <laughs> just it. get rid of it like, it's not <laughs> even important to finish this and so uh it goes off and nothing happens at first <laughs> eventually the window breaks yeah but uh Oh, there's also cars hanging from the ceiling. Mm-hmm. Um, cars that were not around in 1972. Well, okay, so this, the original movie came out in 1972. You know, this movie came out in 1979, which means the original Poseidon tipped over in 1972. Don't have cars from 1975 on your set. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't make sense. Yes. Unless, you know, this is a very luxury liner that has, like, the future capabilities. They got them three years early. Of knowing yeah. what things are three Makes or four sense. years early. Makes yep. sense. Uh, so, they all, like, scurry out to escape. And uh, there's, like, um, you know, the captain's helping everybody up. Um, at one point, like, uh, one point, like, the, the blind guy's wife... Uh, dislocates her shoulder, so she has that in a sling. So it's hard for her to get up there. So Michael Caine makes sure everybody gets up. They get the blind guy up. They get everybody up there after he struggled on other ladders. Right. <laughs> um, so Jack Warden, everybody's up there. He's trying to help her up. They get about halfway, and she just falls off the ladder and knocks him in too. And then we don't ever see anything. She's just gone. Once she hits the water, she's gone. And so, and then he loses the last of the, like, jewels and whatever he was carrying yeah. from the safe. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, he's like, oh, no. And he keeps diving back under to find her, but never does. 
And so then he escapes. He goes up the ladder and he, you know, tells Jack Warden he's sorry and whatever. Um, and so then they're just, uh, they finally come to a place where they're going to go down the hall, but they have to, in order to get through the doors so they can get up and out, they have to scuba dive out. Sure. And so they only have so many tanks. So the cast had to learn how to scuba dive. Yeah, they had to really learn how to scuba dive. Okay, so like the um, Telly Savas character has other minions on his boat. Yeah, apparently. Apparently he does. And he's like, bring up the plutonium next. But, but he they had to like go well, through all that. Well, to go okay, get so. It, right? yeah, it's not so, like it was right there. Yeah, it was down in the belly it was of the ship. Down in the belly of the ship, right? Yeah. And so, so you have he like goes. A, so he goes. And I'm like, how does the minion know? He, they managed to get their way back out the hole they came through. And he's like, let's start bringing stuff up. And you see him throw a net down in the hole. Because that works. Yeah. And so they throw the net down in there. And the next thing you next time you see them, they have like 20 boxes, like crates of like weapons that they brought up. And he's like, okay, we're going back in for the plutonium. Yeah. And that was, how did you get it so fast? I have like, no clue. Makes no sense. Like you would have had to snake it through the entirety mm-hmm. of the ship. Mm-hmm. Ugh. And to get it to get it out there that fast too, yes. is what's. But none of the minions knew where it was. Right. Only he did. Yeah. So it's like, but he's up on the boat telling people, "Come on." Yeah. Oh no! Turn left. I guess. <laughs> I left the trail of breadcrumbs. <laughs> Meanwhile, they're like on the side of the boat because that's well, how they're getting they're, out. They're getting out, and they don't have. They're like, oh, we don't have enough breathing apparatus. We're at the buddy breathe. <laughs> it's like where you switch your right. mouthpiece back and forth, the the, uh, the aspirator piece back and forth. Although, I think then the tanks have some. Mm-hmm. The tanks had dumb. them, but they were they they were dumb enough. They were just like whatever, whatever. We get a buddy breathe instead. So they managed it's to make more, it out. You know, tenseful for the script. But then Carl Malden says, "Buddy breathe." Doesn't go with them, and they're like, "There weren't enough tanks." What was wrong with him? They never said right. Like, he was dying from something, but they never said what he was dying of the from. Plot being terrible. Yeah, and so, but they never really show him. He sends them off, and Michael King goes, "Where is he?" And yeah, like, well, they he never show come. him. And he goes, "I'll go back for him." And he like goes back and like pokes his head up, and he's just like, "Nope, he's gone." And he goes, "I couldn't find him." And he was a ghost the whole time. Yeah, and so, uh, and they're being chased by a ghost. Him and Sally Field go underwater over to the boat. Over to the Jenny. Over, over to the Jenny, Jenny. Yeah. To get it started and go pick everybody mm-hmm. else up. And so, uh, so they get over there. They get it started up, which, of course, alerts Telly Savalas and his guys who start shooting at them. Uh, and then all the people <laughs> right. at the boat are like, you know what we should do? Well, okay. So Sally Field starts shooting yes. at them. She hits one and she goes, I hit one. I actually <laughs> laughed at this. Yeah. <laughs> then he goes, hit another one. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was funny, but I don't think it was supposed to be no, as wasn't. funny as I thought it was supposed no, to be. But I laughed at it. This is the movie you laugh at, not for the right reasons. Yeah. I'm so like, everyone's like, hurry, let's go. Let's hurry and swim. Now they have these, these apparatuses on, so like, go yeah. underwater, but instead they're like, let's splash around like dying seals. <laughs> and so they're like, sure. splashing their While way across. Bullets are flying at us. Yeah. And now the whole time Slim Pickens has been holding a holding a bottle. Yes, because he's wanted to drink liquor. it. He wanted to see this on the because it's this uh, <laughs> this like expensive bottle of wine from like the eighteen fifties. Yeah. 
And he even says, like, you know, he's talked this whole thing about how he's rich, um, how he's going to, like, pay off the mortgage on on oh, yeah. uh, the captain's boat, on the Jenny, and, like, all this stuff. And before they get out there, he confesses he's actually the assistant wine steward. He's not really rich. And Michael Caine's like, I knew the I whole knew time. I knew you were. Because you knew where the kitchen was. Do you hear Michael Caine for me? I knew where it was because he knew where the kitchen was. I knew was. where it was. Good you knew where the kitchen was. Mine, you kings of New England. <laughs> um, so he's like... Ridiculous. He yeah. should be rich because yeah. he's a fun, rich old guy. Yeah. And he's Slim Pickens. Were they like, uh, okay, you're not really rich this time? And it should have... He should have... Slim Pickens should have played Slim Pickens. That's what I was hoping. I yeah. was hoping it was going to be like uh, Postman. Yeah. Like, uh, what's his bucket? Um, I can't think of his name. The, the singer... Um. Yeah. Won't back down. And uh. Oh yeah. Tom Petty. Yeah. Right. I wanted to be Tom Petty, like yes. him to be like Slim Pickens. Yeah. But not really say that he's Slim. Pickens. I always wanted to call him Slim Pickens. Yeah. Too. Like no Slim Pickens. <laughs> no. But then he gets shot while he, while he's swimming with the bottle. Yeah. Just drop it, dude. Like whatever. Yeah. Just, and but they never show. Like you never see. He doesn't have any like grand line setting off. He doesn't do whatever. No, they just shoot him. They just shoot him. Like they the whole thing, the like, what a lack of payoff. Mm. And uh and the whole, whole thing is stupid because they're firing at the boat and then all of a sudden Telly Savalas goes, There, the one guy in the water, shoot him. <laughs> yes. The one guy in the water. You know, the one that was carrying the the the, he says he specifically the says, the shoot the guy in the water, <laughs> and then they shoot Slim Pickens. But everyone's in the, back. In the water, oh. and so, uh, <laughs> so they grab everybody and turn and start fleeing. <clears throat> and then the boat has more explosions, and then it's like a giant blue fireball. <laughs> the whole ship blows up. The whole the whole Poseidon blow, yeah. finally blows up. Yeah, and so Tali Savalas dies. And um, the ship of Jenny is out to sail. And then we get like a little closing thing. Well, and I, at first I thought, you know, Telly's false is going to die. And then they're going to get his ship because the Jenny has a mortgage on it. And it's falling apart, whatever. <laughs> Makes like, sense. They keep talking about it. I was like, and then he'll get Telly Savalas' ship for free. And uh, obviously, I it was just close enough it's gone, I assume. Yeah, I guess it's probably gone. Um, but they're like... Uh, he's like, are you going back to your riches or your French estate that you came from or whatever, Sally Field? And she goes, I lied about that too. <laughs> oh no, did you? Yeah, really? It's a surprise. Uh, and he goes, well, I would let you stay here on the Jenny with me, um, but it's got a mortgage against it and I'm not going to be afford- be able to afford to, uh, you know, pay that off. <laughs> and she goes, Will this help? And like, I can't tell where it comes from. Where did it come from? Did it come from put her a, like, belly button? I thought maybe like a belly I button. I thought it was in the tie. I of her thought shirt. she tied something from like her shirt. That's what I and was. She wondering. untied it and she was like, "Here's yeah, a gem." She, she tied it inside of like. Here's a gem for you. Beside, beyond the Poseidon dimension. Yeah, she goes. Here's yeah. a big diamond. Which uh, you you were like that looks like the glass from from the bottle that Slim Pickens was carrying whole, yeah. carrying the whole yeah. time. Oh, yeah, that's going to get you. Yeah. That's going to pay off the mortgage. And then they sail off yeah. into the sunset. Yeah. No sign. Goonies. No sign. They're a bunch of goonies in this movie. They are goonies in yeah. a way, aren't they? Yes. But if they were goonies, I would definitely say die. 
I would say die too on this one. But <laughs> you've been deuced on this, uh, Jeremy. So uh, why don't we do our five questions? We should do our mm-hmm. five questions. First off, we should. what do you think is the best part of this movie? Well, I'm going to tell you that um, this is a, this is a little bit difficult. Yeah. I try to pull something positive out of everything that we watch. <laughs> Having said that, the best part about this movie is the fact that it's awful. You can have fun with this movie if you want to have fun with this movie. Yeah. The best part of this movie is that I think towards the middle of it, everyone was like, crap, this is a terrible movie. Yeah. So let's just get it over with. So I think the best part of this movie is the fact that like you could just make fun of it. And it'd be okay to make fun of. Like This is not caliber. No. By any means. But if I'm going to be honest, Michael Caine... As far as acting, is probably the best acting-wise. But again, he's phoning it in, too, as well. Yeah. I don't know. What is, what's your favorite part? Um, I like the general idea. I like the idea, too. Yes. The execution's terrible. The execution's terrible. But I, I like the like idea the, of, like, this these ships coming, you know, to salvage. Yes. And it, like it almost would have been better if they would have started at the beginning from being two rival salvage groups. Mm-hmm. Either... Either make it where you're there to help people, you know, and maybe Michael Caine still has his secondary thing mm-hmm. about, like, the treasure, and then he ends up giving that up to save the people. Right. Or just make it where it's two rival groups who are going up against each other and don't care about, the, like, saving anybody's story. Assume everybody's been saved and just have two rival groups going at each other. Like, one of those two things would have been good, but I like the idea of them going back to the ship and going after the money. Um I thought that was pretty interesting, yeah. you know, and I I just think it was poorly executed. And mm-hmm. obviously, like the the whole fact that they kept changing stuff as they would go, you can tell that they changed stuff as they went. It's mm-hmm. like if you're gonna make a bad movie, just commit to the bad movie. Mm-hmm. Like, don't try to backpedal because yeah, make it I agree worse. with you. Like, I like the idea of, of like we have these two kind of yeah factions of yeah. People. I mean, one of the two things I also would have been okay with just the mm-hmm. we're here to save people. They were here to save people, except he was there for the money. And he ends up, you know, saying, hey, people are more important than money. I could have lived with either of those. All right. Uh, number two, reboot, continue, or cancel? Um, This movie is a cancel. I mean, obviously, they rebooted it, or at least, you know, tried to with uh, Poseidon. They came out. Yeah. A remake, yes. you would say. This is one of my favorite movies, Poseidon. The Poseidon Adventure, not yes. the remake. I love Poseidon Adventure. I did too. There's there was a moment where I would watch it almost every New Year's Eve. Yeah, because it's just so much Happy fun. Happy New Year, right? Or something like that. Yeah, with Leslie Nielsen saying Happy New Year. Happy, yeah, Happy New Year. Um, I don't know why, but I just I kind of really enjoyed it because there was more of an authenticity. I can't talk. Authenticity. Yeah, authenticity to the characters. I kind of felt for the characters. I got angry at the characters when I was supposed to get angry at the characters. Uh, none of this had this in this movie. Yeah. Uh, which is a shame because you have caliber people. Like, this, there's no reason that this should be a bad movie. The reason that this is a bad movie because of all those people that are in this movie is because you've got a bad script. Yes, exactly. Bar none. Yep. Absolutely agree with you. See, I would have, I would have continued. And it, I would have had a story about people trapped in a movie theater <laughs> who were watching. trying to escape after watching 
uh, after a stampede of people wrecked the place after watching Beyond the Poseidon Adventure. It'd be Jesus called Christ. Beyond Beyond the Poseidon Adventure. Beyond Beyond the Poseidon Adventure. It just yes. keeps going. Jesus. No, you don't. You're not serious. No. Okay. No, the uh, I I hated the reboot. Did you? I never watched the it. Poseidon. I refused oh, to watch it. It's bad. I it it lacks all the stuff that made the first one good. <coughs> right. Like it it lacks the heart of it in my person uh, my opinion. I really think that like like the character of Gene Hackman in the first movie is something of a spectacular performance. Yeah. I think it doesn't get uh noticed enough oh, as did, far as did the we un- mention that we see his corpse laying on the ground. Well, <laughs> like, yeah. like it's on in the fire. Movie, like yeah. Um, but I really think that this is one of the better um, Gene Hackman performances that yeah. you get, um, and at least underrated, you know, because you do have Unforgiven, you got Royal Tenenbaums and stuff like that. And I've seen Welcome to Mooseport. There you go. Uh huh. And you were the only one. So <laughs> what I'm saying is that, like, I love like that character. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's very hard for me to just you know reboot this or continue or do anything with it. Nope, I completely yeah. agree. Um, yeah, I would just I would cancel it. You don't need to keep going. Bring his brother. His twin brother could be flying. No, no, nope. Uh, does this stand on its own? No. Why would it? I mean, yeah. the whole point of it is like what happened to this ship. If I didn't know what happened to it, yeah. I mean, they kind of tell you a little well, bit, but yeah. even they, but they tell you incorrectly. Yeah. You know, they yes. don't tell you about it. It's a tidal wave. They don't even know because they're, they're, you know, yeah. scoundrels that have just come across this boat. So, well, but you um, s- yeah, <laughs> it goes over. But you see that he's like, they're lost at sea too, but like their right. little ship survives with the. But if I didn't know, I wouldn't over. know. I wouldn't know that it was set in New Year's Eve no, or New Year's, either. you know, no. unless now I'm seeing all these things that, you know, party. Well, and they're all awfully tropically dressed for being like. Right. In the north, yeah. in northern Atlantic. No, I don't think it does. In, yeah. Do you think it stands on its own? No, I don't think yeah. so either. Uh, I think it could have. I could think it could have with maybe the snow thing. Yeah. Yeah. But even that, you would have to know a little bit about these characters. Yeah. Does this make you want to watch the first one? I will watch the first one any time I can get my hands on it and watch it. If this was the only one of them this that you had seen. This is the only one I've seen. No, this does not make me want to watch the first one. This doesn't. This makes me want to not watch any of those disaster movies ever. Yes. Agreed. From the 70s. Agreed. This is an insult to all the disaster movies that came before it. Yep. Not that they're high caliber, but you know. I agree with you. I think that it's just not up to that. I, w- I would think that the whole genre was crappy like that. And honestly, a lot of them are. <laughs> but with this type of movie, like, it's always low story and high, you know, actor thing. I think like, you can. I think you can. You can. I think it's time for a reboot of these and to have more of. We, but we had we had a resurgence of fucking disaster. I know. But, what I'm, but if you let me finish, I would continue by saying that uh, like in the horror genre where it all become, become becomes more social satire in a way. Yeah. I think you can get a lot of that through that. And I think you, you have, um, for instance, a, a movie called Snowpiercer. That's just wonderful. That's more social like uh, standing as far as um. Uh, the topics that that it, it it does, but it's a disaster movie in itself, like an apocalyptic movie. 
but it's a disaster movie as well. You know what I mean? So we can't have these, you know, and have more of social impact that that these movies should have in a way. But uh, you're not gonna because you're always gonna have Roland Emmerich mm-hmm. alive doing these. So, All right. Some of your experience in two words. <coughs> Is that two words? Yeah. <laughs> that, those were my two words. Okay. Ridiculous sequel. It's just ridiculous. Bottom line. Ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll say sinking ship. Sinking ship. Yep. That's pretty obvious. Yeah. Makes sense. Where can people find us, Jeremy? Uh, people can find us uh, on uh, the deucepodcast.podbean.com, uh, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, a lot of those podcatchers. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook, uh, the Deuce Podcast, um, or you can find us on Twitter, uh, also at Deuce Podcast. Uh, happy 2020, everyone. There you go. So we we wish you a happy new year. Uh, we'll be back in 2020 with more sequels. But in the meantime, folks, the sequel is king.